Hi there, and a very warm welcome to this session of the Short Stay Virtual Summit, where I welcome Anurag Verma from Price Labs. Price Labs are the dynamic pricing tool for short-term rental accommodations. Anurag, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you so much, Elaine. Uh, doing well here. Days uh, out of Chicago, so uh, afternoon for me and evening for you. Yeah. Evening for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's 8 p.m. UK time while we're recording this. And yes, just exchanging weather stories. It, uh, yeah, Anna Rag's got the definitely the winning side of the weather. <laughs> So does it? Well, okay, okay. I'll allow you. I'll allow you some concessions for that. <laughs> I still think you win. <laughs> so tell okay. us a bit about you and Price Labs. What they do? What it is you offer? Yeah. So um, I'm Anurag, one of the co-founders at Price Labs. Uh, Price Labs is uh, dynamic pricing, revenue management, and data solutions uh, software for the short-term rental industry. We integrate with about 50 property management systems. Uh, we integrate with Airbnb and Verbo as well. Uh, but uh, for, for most folks that use us, they, they use uh, either a property management system or a channel manager where they can specify a lot of, uh, we provide data-based uh, prices, price recommendations, yeah. but our customers can also fine tune those because each property is unique. They know something about it. And once they are ready, they can they can turn on a switch to say, hey, based on my rules, based on the data that you have, let's automate the pricing into my PMS and from the PMS to booking.com to Airbnb to the direct booking website and so on. Um, we started it because uh, this was seven years back when we started it. So it feels a long, long back uh, ago. But one of the troubles we were having or my co-founder was having as, as a host uh, on Airbnb at that time, like an Airbnb was like at least in Chicago, somewhat, yeah. somewhat new. Yes, uh, yeah. The short-term rental industry has has been there for for a long time, but yeah, and that was our first foray into it. Uh, what he was having trouble with was, hey, I just moved to Chicago as a student. I have a spare room because my roommate is off for the summer. I don't know if this is the high season in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I don't know what events might be coming up. Yeah, I don't. I know what holidays are coming up, but do those holidays drive demand? So for example, in Chicago, a lot of locals know that there is a big event called Chicago Marathon that drives a ton of demand. People book right. year out, and they do. Uh, but then the, uh, the week before, there is a lesser known event called Chicago Open House, which is more of, about like architecture where anybody can come in and see a lot of buildings open up their doors to say, hey, right. historic building or we're an old important building, come see us kind of a thing. Now, most people don't know about it, but a ton of architecture sort of uh, enthusiasts book stays, come for the weekend and, and, and come for this event. So if you don't know about it, you won't know that, hey, demand is up and raise prices. Yes. And we can beat back all that data and figure out when to raise prices. On the flip side, a lot of known holidays in Chicago, surprisingly, don't book as well as you would think, like July 4th, uh, these are like very classic US holidays. These are holidays where everybody goes to to the to the beach or to the mountains or somewhere, uh, and, and not to Chicago. And a lot of business travel that comes to Chicago is not happening anymore. So right. uh, you don't see the kind of yeah. things that that you see on some of these other like low season holidays or events in some ways, right? So the problem we are trying to solve uh, is essentially not having you be an expert about every single thing or spend like you know ten hours a day trying to figure out what's coming up, what's not coming up, right? Uh, while 
So we automate that part. You still are in control by saying, hey, I'm a premium property. I don't want to fall below 200 bucks a night uh, on weekdays and 250 on the weekends. But do your thing beyond within my boundaries and, and try to get the best rate possible. Really good. So even if you haven't got an exact view of every single thing you haven't been out and found these different activities that are happening right. you've got the data that can can help people save the time right. from doing that because you've got that data in the background to drive exactly. the different yeah. price changes that is yeah. super cool okay so we've got a really good overview of what price labs mm -hmm does and the data behind it which is the the key but we've just been through an unusual year lots and lots of changes yeah. have, have happened so let's just talk about can you share because of the amount of data that you've got that what sort of changes have you seen in terms of pricing trends and um, since restrictions of these the is there overall raising of prices not much change how how has the year gone and how are things looking now yeah so it's it's been crazy and it's been crazier because it's been so different across markets. So right. I wish, I, I actually don't know if I should wish this, but it would be simple if there was one story. But yes. It's been a story of where you're located, not just in terms of the country, but also what kind of location within the country. So right now, for example, we are seeing that in the last few months, US, a lot of uh, destinations outside the cities in the US have actually been doing better than 2019. In the wow. UK, London is, is still far behind uh, and the bigger cities are not there yet, but a lot of the southern coast like Brighton or uh, Plymouth, they, they are outperforming what, what was happening two years back. So yeah. if you're in one of these markets, you'll be like, what pandemic? Like, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you're looking at the pandemic and saying, this is like driving a lot more people to come to your location. Whereas if you're in the city where a lot of demand was driven by business travelers or by events and conferences and, and none of that is happening, right? Uh, then, then you'd be like, okay, there, there's not much happening. The demand that we do see, and, and this is one trend that's sort of relatively similar in both locations, like a lot of beach destinations, for example, yeah, would book months out. Uh, so for example, like people would book the summer holidays way, way out. Uh, and in, in a lot of cities, people would book their stays like a few weeks out or a couple of months out. Both of those have shrunk. So right. uh, in cities, people are, a lot of bookings are happening just in the next week. Uh, so if you look at your forward calendar, it looks like nobody's booking, like everything is empty. But if you look back, you'll be like, eventually everything seemed like in, if you were managing your prices well, and if you were staying competitive, then eventually uh, people yeah. would book. Like you're not making the same revenue as before. Mm -hmm. but but you're not sitting empty either and in, in, in the beach locations or in the mountains uh, it's yeah instead of booking six eight months out people are booking two to four months out yeah wow so some quite significant changes to to what it the, the normality that was that was there before i guess and there's so many different things that can drive that but I guess the overriding thing is that people just want to get out <laughs> right now but I wonder yes. how that'll uh, that'll yeah. change moving forwards 
So I guess owners are looking to price, not knowing how things are changing moving forward. They're going to wonder how to, yeah. to price. How should we begin to, to price to attract guests again after this initial flurry of, of activity? What are the key things we need to know mm. to make those decisions? Yeah, so one is, uh, one is you need to look at yourself and your market. So as an example, uh, I, I just, like I was saying, if you're in a city and if a date is more than two months out, uh, you don't necessarily need to say, because everybody else has lowered their rates, I should lower my rates. Because okay. as we have seen in the last few weeks, and, and I, I, at some point I can share, the, share my screen and show this data. But UK, for example, went from not booking much and, and then so, suddenly the, the restrictions or the announcements came about restrictions getting lifted and at some point and the floodgates opened up, right? So, so you don't want to say, hey, everybody has raised rates more than a month out. Nobody's booking. Let me lower your rates. I, I would say if nobody's booking more than a month out anyways, keep your rates where, where they were, what you're comfortable with. Right. Um, this is not the time to lower it. If, if you're not getting booked and it's a week out, then you start thinking, okay, like now I should be expecting somebody to book this and then it's not, and, and then maybe I should do something about it, right? Uh, proactively lowering at this time is, is sort of counterproductive because uh, a lot of demand is, is set to start coming in anytime soon and, and you don't yes. want to be caught with low rates. and Yeah, you don't want to be panic lowering. Exactly. Like don't, don't lower it more than like two months out. Like there's plenty of bookings happening last minute in every, almost every location that you can, uh, in, in some locations, at least in the US, we are seeing like things are booked 80%, like two months out. If you are one of the few that have not booked yet, you can, you can know that people are going to book and you can command higher rates because there's not much else available. That's so, it. Uh, yeah, that, that's one, one thing that has sort of, uh, come out of this that like with the shrunk booking windows don't don't start getting worried about lowering rates too soon yeah i think that's really good advice to so just be more measured about it knowing that things are starting to shift again and of yeah. course yeah. having a having a tool that can help right and there's plenty of like data available about pretty much in any location you can figure out when do people book like how far are people booking uh, what are the market rates in this location? Like you can you can hunt on your favorite OTA like Booking.com or Airbnb or Verbo and, and see okay what what are other people charging? Yes. And that's not to say that you should be charging that. Uh, it, it's more to say um, just get a sense of like okay what what's happening in the market. Um, OTAs don't necessarily give you the the lead times like how far are people booking. So for that you'll have to use some of the third party tools like Price Labs. Yes. Uh, to, to get that data. But uh, once you have that data, you, you can have some, some measured approach to like, okay, if I want to lower my prices, when should I? Or maybe August is booking so wildly in your location that you're like, I don't need to lower, I need to increase my rates, right? Like this is what we are seeing. Uh, so in, in our algorithm itself, we had to, uh, we have for, for a lot of Southern UK, we have bumped up the rates for the summer because so many more people are booking compared to previous years. Like the demand is higher. So we're yes. like, okay, this is not a normal year. Let's raise rates because for summer, there is a very high demand. 
Right. I wondered if that was going to be something that you were, were going to touch on. That is really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what are the, the real benefits of using a dynamic pricing tool? I think you've outlined some of them there, but, but for somebody that's brand right. new to, to pricing, yeah. how can it help mm-hmm. you understand and learn how to to make sure you're 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 maximizing your booking period, your booking availability. Right. Yeah. So there are uh, there are multiple things that that go into this. Uh, one is price, but equally importantly, and this is not super obvious to somebody who's new to the industry, it is actually also the length of stay. So, okay. if you, for example, take a, a weekend booking for 300 bucks a night in August in Brighton. Maybe you're very happy about it, but what what you might not be realizing is in August, the peak season, there's plenty of demand for like seven night stays that would have booked not just the weekend, but the week around it. Right. And that way you're not making like 600 bucks or 900 bucks depending on two or three days, but potentially 1500 bucks. Yeah, and those midweeks might be harder to book once your weekend is booked because anybody who's looking for that long stay yeah. who would have booked the, the midweek can't book you anymore because your weekend is gone. So, uh, so there are like all of these kinds of considerations uh, that that go in, and what our system sort of allows you to do is not just uh, get get the best price, but also fine tune your minimum stay strategies. For example, so you can say if it if a date is more than Two months out, yeah. I only want longer stays. Or during summer, I only want longer stays. Give me seven nights. If a date is within two months, then on weekends I want two nights, and on weekdays I want three nights. And then you can say last minute if it's only in the next week. If it's only in the next week or two weeks, the chances of somebody booking a three-day weekend reduce because uh, to take a three-day booking, uh, you have to sort of take a day off. In some yeah, time. you have to plan your, your so book you your holiday. Right. So you can say, let's have even the weekends be two night minimum last minute. So if it's not booked, there is a better chance of somebody booking it. So there is automation around and we go in and update prices and minimum stays to all the PMSs and OTAs every day. So, so we sort of keep the calendar always active in some ways. So if two people book next to each other and there's two nights in between and your minimum stay used to be three nights, you can set price ads up to automatically make it a two night minimum. So right. guests who were earlier not able to find you are now able to find you and potentially book you. Like that's, uh, there, there's that benefit, the minimum stay side of it. And then there's of course the price one. Like like I said, sometimes you don't realize that uh, that there's some, some big event coming up. Uh, and let me share my screen. If, if yes, go for it. I think Elaine, you might have to enable uh, me to share screen. If, Give me, I thought I'd done that for you. Uh, Participants, there we are. Okay, you should be good. All right, let's do this. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, can you can you see my screen? Yep, got it. 
Perfect. Yeah. So I was talking about uh, like where you can get market data, right? So if you create an account with Price Labs and, and you come to market dashboards, you can put in any address here, um, and then you can select how big you want to be in terms of radius, and and we'll generate sort of a very very personalized dashboard. So you can you can drag it so that it matches exactly your location and not the rest of the city, it goes across zip codes and all that stuff. But what I've done is I've, I've created a few dashboards for different locations in UK, uh, just to show like what kind of trends exist in different areas. So Perfect. let me see if I can find the Brighton one. Um, this is for Bath, Edinburgh, and Brighton. So okay, let's let's look at Brighton as an example. So what I've done here is uh, selected sort of the very central. This is not necessarily around the beach, but this is the the city itself. One of the key things. As the as the pandemic was progressing, that we were trying to track was, in any given week, on average, how many bookings does each property get? Right. And and that's what you see here, uh, and you'll see here like, starting late February, like there some some sort of a floodgate opened up where like things used to be very low and then they suddenly shot up. Yeah. Uh, and people weren't necessarily booking for February because if you look at the occupancy rates, like the the winter was pretty low. But they were booking for the future, uh, knowing that things are going to open up and, and, and uh, hoping <laughs> they could go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hoping exactly. Yeah. And if I look at sort of the, and, and this is what I meant, like if you look at the forward looking occupancy, you will see that Brighton is a very weak and heavy market. So, so if I was new to hosting in Brighton, I might not necessarily know this information, but yeah. uh, over time I would learn it or you could always get that kind of information. So these dashboards are 10 bucks a month and you can turn it off anytime. Uh, but this is useful information to get uh, when you're sort of, when you're in a market just to see, hey, yes. is it me who's experiencing this or, or everybody is doing this, right? Um, there are, like, I can somewhat see there is some big week coming up here. This might be the Easter, like not Easter, sorry. This might be the, one of the bank holidays possibly, which is causing a yeah. lot of people to book longer stays here. So, uh, so this would be like May and June beginning would be a time when you want to make sure your room stays seven nights or five nights and not get that weekend booking and, and not be able to capitalize on everything. And towards the tail end, there's, there's something happening here, which is driving a lot of occupancy. And some people actually seem to have raised prices, but for the most part, not, not enough, right? So this is the kind of information you can get uh, to see what are the top properties doing, the median and, and the bottom properties doing. Everybody in Brighton seems to understand that the weekends book more. So everybody has raised their weekend prices. That's what you see here. The cool part I feel about these dashboards is they also show you in the last 30 days what dates have been people booking for. So if, if a date is four months out or six months out and it's not booking, my calendar is open, I would be okay with that. I, I know that most of the bookings in this calendar, in this location happen sort of one to four months out, or maybe you can even add in the two week mark out. If a date is within two weeks, that's when I would say, okay, if I'm not booked yet, most of the bookings in this market have already happened. I need to probably lower my rates and, and see what I can get because there's, there's not that much demand left at this point. Uh, so yeah, just, just getting that kind of information. Is, is useful. Now, what we do in our dynamic pricing system, for example, is we will come up with sort of rate recommendations for you. You can set your minimum prices, your average and, and base prices. And 
and we help you choose those as well. Like these are the quality of home metric in some ways. Got it. You can set a lot of these automated rules, but but after that, for every calendar date, we'll come up with price recommendations to say, okay, on these dates, uh, something is happening. Let's raise your rates, and and you can come in and say, oh, I know what's happening. Let's make it a three night minimum. Uh, let's try to get a longer booking instead of a shorter booking. Yeah, so that's sort so of cool. Benefit in that you you're not having to struggle with calendars all the time. You can automate a lot of your stuff. Yeah, because I think when people first get going, one of the biggest things is sitting down, mm-hmm. deciding how long the stays are going to be, how long you want to accommodate a stay for, what yeah. what effect a shorter stay has on your overall profits and your ability during that month to, yeah. to bring in the income that you want, what difference it makes for the longer stays. Because of course, the shorter stay comes with additional costs. You've got more turnover, three, two nights, three, two night stays costs more in terms of turnover costs than one seven night stay. So I I completely see how people just, when they first get going, and and I was was the same when I first got going, I was like, how, how on earth am I gonna, gonna know all of this? And I just, just think a dashboard like that, I mean, the, the amount of information that was just seen on that dashboard yeah. in such a short period of time that could have taken months to learn <laughs> for right, an individual exactly. on their own and then you've got to interpret it and move put it into your calendar um yeah. So, so yeah yeah the dashboards are great for somebody who's who's looking to find out and then the dynamic pricing part is says say hey let, let's automate some of this stuff right yeah like, like why so are you it, going and it's it's like plugging that information that we've just seen into your calendar and allowing exactly. yeah. it to to sort of operate your your pricing structure to to work the yeah. best right yeah. it yeah. is cool as anything <laughs> so that are the, those are the real benefits of the dynamic pricing tool i mean we saw there that I mean, one of, the, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was about uh, how to use a dynamic pricing tool when you're opening up um, your calendar quite far into yeah. the future. So, for yeah. example, I've had quite a few 2022 inquiries, yeah. which I was quite surprised at, but not at the same time because yeah. everything is so unusual. Um, we haven't even got to 2021 summer and inquiries are coming in, but your data shows really two to four months ahead at the moment is currently how people are booking right. with a few spattered here and there. So how can somebody who who doesn't know how to price next year try and use the dynamic pricing tool to, to help with that? Yeah, so one thing we do, at least on our end, is to say, if a date is so far out that very, very few people are booking, the reason they might be booking is because there is something happening. Like th- those dates might be holiday dates uh, or they, uh, it might be high season where people like to book early. And there's, yes. there's nothing wrong in taking a few bookings for next year. Just make sure your entire calendar is not booked up for the next year. Uh, but what we like to do is we like to keep rates, if, if it's like 12 months out, we like to keep rates at an elevated price. Uh, what we are saying is there is, it, it also depends on the risk preference, but there is benefit to taking a booking early. You, you kind of have that assurance that- Yes, you're looking ahead price. going brilliant, it's full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on, on the flip side, 
the fact that it got booked so early yeah. meant that it must have been a steal for whoever booked it. Yes, that that's <laughs> that's the bit that if you haven't got a handle on what you're going to do ahead of time and yeah. uh, and something comes in and you don't yeah. know how to to respond. Yeah. So we like to sort of keep the prices a little elevated that far out. Mm. Um, if the entire market is getting booked for a certain date, like. 12 months out, nobody books, but those dates are seeing like 3% of the listings in the area are booked. We will go and say, this far out, if 3% is booked, it must be a big holiday or an event. Something's we going go on. Bump your rates up. And it's okay not to get booked that far out. But when it rolls in two months out, uh, three months out, you'll get booked for a much higher rate, uh, which which is, is better revenue-wise. So, but, but not as good risk-wise, right? Like, uh, for somebody who's looking at the calendar, they'll be like, oh, this holiday is booked for everybody else, but not me. So you have to find your own threshold of what you're comfortable with. Right. Uh, and our pricing system doesn't say that, yeah, this is what you should do. Like you should not always get booked two months out. Uh, you can toggle a few things and say, hey, I'm, I'm okay with far, farther out bookings. I'm okay. Like they, they help me sleep at night. Yes. Of. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so it's not necessarily, uh, we are not telling everybody like this is the right thing to do. We are saying we have one way of doing it, but you can fine tune it to work for you rather than it dictating terms, essentially. That is brilliant to hear that just, you know, you could use it as a, as an educational tool and then just adjust and learn as you go. And and as you say, put in the different things that you're comfortable with and, and how far ahead you do want to go ahead and take bookings. And that sort of side of it, like you say, the knowing some things already in the calendar yeah that might be easier for some people especially when they're first getting going so that's really useful thank you so what sort of information is available to the system in the background to enable it to make the decisions it does on pricing right so um, there are three components that that go in one is market data so what we are doing is we are constantly scanning different properties in every market around the world. So uh, in, in the screen I was showing, you can punch in any address and you'll be able to see data for that market. But we are constantly scanning this. So we are able to see what kind of lead times are there in the market, what kind of, how are other people pricing in the market, what dates are booking more, what dates are booking less, what season last year or last few years were booking higher than others. So like seasonality, and we are excluding 2020 from that one, essentially. Uh, sorry, 2020 from, from that because seasonality was sort of thrown off. Yeah. Uh, how is this year booking compared to 2019, for example? Like if it's booking better than last that year, then, then we'll say, okay, let's keep rates elevated or, or not. Uh, so that's about market data. Right. Then there is your own data. So the system also looks at is your calendar completely open in the future or do you have enough bookings or not? And depending on that, it will layer in information about do you need to sort of increase prices or decrease prices? Like if your calendar three months out is, is beginning to get full, uh, there's the stuff in the system where you can automatically say bump my rates up, like August is almost booked and I have one week left, I can bump the rates up for this weekend. Got it. Right. Uh, on the flip side, like you can say May, uh, the rest of May is completely empty or early June is empty. 
uh, automatically bump the rates down or lower the rates, right? So, so that, so it's information about the market, information about your property, and then the third key component is you. Uh, you can come in as a human being who knows the area, who knows, uh, who knows your property to say set a lot of the parameters. So we use a lot of default parameters uh, based on the area and the property, but you can say, I know my property um, and it does, it behaves slightly differently from, from a lot of the market. So I'm going right. to set up my, my weekends to be priced even higher because I'm the kind of a party that, uh, I'm the kind of the sort of property that attracts a lot of weekend bookings and, and not as much midweek. Whereas other properties in the area might also be catering to sort of uh, business travel, I, I don't, yeah. so I need to do this. So like you can do a lot of these fine tuning as somebody uh, who who knows the property has been there physically uh, to, to go in and do these things. Now, once you've done all of this, you can then choose whether you want to have these rates published or not. So just because you log in and add your property into price lands doesn't mean that we take control and don't let you do anything. Uh, <laughs> what you do is you import your property, you review your rates, you set your strategies. And once you say, hey, these look great, that's when you can turn on a switch and say, let's now uh, automate stuff into, uh, yeah. Into great. So you've got the opportunity to, to get it exactly where you want it to be. It's, it's, you're working with it. It's got your data. You've got the data that's in the background and then you can plug it in right. essentially and, and it'll go ahead yeah. uh, and take control for you. And the yeah. peace yeah. of mind at that point, knowing it's all done, that's a nice right. feeling, particularly for somebody brand new who's not really done any pricing yeah. before because it's a big job when you first get going, but a big job plus data, plus market information, plus a dashboard. Life's much easier at that yeah. stage. <laughs> so, so, I mean, we, if, if you're completely new, uh, we, we try to not overwhelm you. You can, yes, we, we do defaults for a lot of this stuff. You don't have to set everything up. Uh, but if you are an expert who knows what they need to do, uh, there's the opportunity to do. Or you might be a newbie who, who comes in and just turns on the switch and, and we take care of it. And as you learn things about your property over time, you can then come in and say fine tune and say, okay, I don't right. want two night stays over weekends. I want three night stays and things like that. So. Good, good, good. Yeah. That is, it's really cool. I do love talking about the, the pricing side of things and showing the tools that are available because yeah, a massive weight lifted off your shoulders, looking ahead and knowing it's working for you. So let's have a look at what trends you're seeing based on the, the data you've had so far in this new sort of beginning bit of, of 2021. How are bookings looking for this year into 2022 outside of UK? So we had a quick glance at UK and how things are looking here. Uh, how about versus Europe versus USA? Right. So, uh, UK, like I mentioned, was uh, London, still pretty bad, uh, but a lot of the rural destinations, I, I don't know if I should call Brighton a rural destination, but <laughs> a lot of the like Southern and Southeast, and even the like, uh, a lot of the destinations, the true vacation market is yes. doing amazingly well, like places that used to be summer only markets, that, that summer has sort of bled into other seasons. In, right. In that, 
people are like doesn't matter if the weather is nice or not There's we just want to go let's go there yes yes, yes. yeah uh, i know that feeling <laughs> yeah, that that's happening on a much bigger scale in in us i feel like okay uh, just because us uh, has a lot more outdoor space i feel like the de- population density is so much lower uh, there's a lot right. more of the vacation market where uh, cities in us are now beginning to come back to like the prices are not so for example in chicago mm-hmm. the prices are still uh, lower than what they used to be in 2019 but the occupancy rates have started sort of catching up Got which it. is which is great but there's plenty of markets like if you go uh, like go to any coast or even like chicago is not on a coast but it's around a very big lake if you go up the coast on the lake or people are booked with like slams at bookings all summer early right. summer late summer does not matter like everything is booked right uh, and then europe is sort of the 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 rest of europe is sort of the opposite like there are pockets which are doing so really well. interesting so switzerland across winter switzerland actually did pretty well yeah uh, in that they kept their uh, their ski market open in some ways uh, and a lot of people did go right but the rest of europe is like way way below what they what it was uh, in 2019 partly because a lot of the demand for travel in in europe is is foreign travelers uh, yes which it i mean it will come back uh, it should come back europe has allowed uh, now allowed vaccinated us folks to visit which which is a step there uh, but yeah how how soon will it catch up completely is is a question yeah yeah cuz yeah i guess i guess if people aren't allowed to to travel out of their european country i suppose there's got to be a right. point where they think well we'll travel within our country and there might be another trend yeah. coming coming that way and i guess that's dependent on what sort of comes over the next few months there's so many different things exactly. that, that are changing and it's really interesting to see the the knock on effect of of you know yeah. lockdowns openings <laughs> changes yeah borders and yeah super interesting and such an unusual and, and, time yeah yeah and and one of the other strange things like you were saying people will travel within the country for example is not just travel people are also like in, in the last year what we saw was because schools were closed and offices were remote people were not necessarily traveling but yeah. but some of some folks who uh, who had the means were basically saying let's let's move to a lake house and work from there and yeah. school from there instead of uh, being instead in a staying home so, yeah uh, get out to the countryside yeah. so and do something like, different like like yeah like you're saying that the knock on effects are things that you and i and i don't think anybody else could have predicted that things would change this way no. uh but but yeah like like i was saying earlier like uh, short term rentals and vacation rentals happen to be the one industry segment in in the broader travel industry that yeah uh, that somehow was positioned to to survive this uh, yeah so so yeah yeah and that leads me perfectly onto my final question which is where do you see the future right. of our industry <laughs> all right yeah um well uh, from everything i've seen happen in the us uh 
if, if you're in the US, you're not questioning the future of the industry at all. It, it's more of like, wow, how do we keep up with this yes. <laughs> demand in some ways? Uh, and so at some point, uh, that's going to happen when the pandemic comes under better control in, in the remaining countries as well. Uh, that, that is bound to happen elsewhere as well. Um, yeah. There is, uh, yeah, of course, I would say because things are so much in flux, it's, it's always useful to keep an eye out on what's happening. Uh, keep an eye out on your own calendar. Like don't, don't, uh, don't get caught uh, sort of, you know, with, with sort of low rates, thinking nothing is going to happen. And then suddenly you wake up and they're like five. <laughs> Uh, a whole month booked at a terrible price <laughs> exactly yeah yeah like because you missed some news last night or something like that <laughs> uh, yeah so like just keep keep tabs don't don't panic too early uh but yeah the industry is looking pretty strong that is brilliant it's great it's great to hear and it's also really really good to hear from from somebody who's got the the such a lot of uh, data to talk about it in yeah. such those finer details it's been super interesting to talk to you thank you so much and thanks for sharing the dashboard as well I think that's um, just uh, helps people to really understand that that act was talking about the data and the different things that are available is one thing but actually seeing and being able to assimilate that amount of information in such a a small (laughs) screen and how much you can get in one location Mm -hmm. super interesting uh, that product is something we are very fond of and proud of because uh, we literally built it last year uh, because a lot of our customers said hey i want to see what's happening in my market i know you can automate stuff based on the data but can i see the data can i see it yeah okay okay And yes, you can now. Uh, yeah. That is super exciting. Yeah, I, I love it. So so if somebody wants to get hold of one of those dashboards, they want to start understanding yeah. their area, and maybe find out about mm-hmm. how to get uh, your tools plugged in to their right. system. Um, how can how can they go about getting in touch with you? What's the best way to, to get started? Right. So our website is at pricelabs.co. And you can, of course, start there if you create an account and if you import your property, you don't have to do anything else. If you mm-hmm. just import your property, uh, either from Airbnb or from Verbo or from your PMS, uh-huh. you automatically get a market dashboard credit for free. Cool. Uh, so you don't have to use us for dynamic pricing. You get that credit and then you go explore what's happening in your area. Right. Uh, you can always write to support at pricelabs.co. Uh, if you don't have a property or if you don't have a property on Airbnb or Verbo or a PMS that like we integrate with 50 of them. So most probably you will have one of those, but if you don't uh, and you say, Hey, I can't add a property, just reach out to support at pricelabs.co and, and tell us, we'll, we'll give you a credit uh, so that you can then look at the area and see uh, what's happening around. Brilliant. Um, so, so some... is... sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so that dashboard is good for a month of use. After that, if you want to continue seeing the data, then then you have to. It's nine ninety nine per month dollars. Yeah, bargain. So so really, that would help somebody who hasn't yet invested. They're investigating an area. They're thinking this might right. be where they want to invest. You, they can yeah. come and have a month's trial to whilst they research that area and start to understand exactly. what's going on. So they can add that to their research on all the different listing right. sites and. 
what they're seeing on yeah. the ground. Interesting stuff. That is amazing. I will make yeah. sure that it's all linked up on your speaker page so that people can get in touch. Anareg, thank you for coming to spend some time with me really sharing some super interesting data on what is happening right now. And I hope to see you in the not too distant future. Thanks again and bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. bye.